and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And our movie this week, the second film in our World War I series, is uh, 1917, uh, directed by Sam Mendes. Yes, it is the second movie, but the first war. That's correct. Yes. That's right, the Great War. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think? Let's, let's just get right into it. What did you think? Didn't care for it. Thumbs down. Oh, pretty, interesting. Pretty solid thumbs down the entire time. Interesting. Okay, I, I'm, in general, I, I was like pretty happy with it, pretty positive on it. All right. Uh, so this is going to be a fun conversation. Smart decision. <laughs> um, that's not actually that surprising. No, it's not. I think while no, watching not. the movie, I was like, I, I didn't know for a fact you would like it, but I could easily, I was like, I could see Anna I liking didn't, this movie. I didn't like love, love it, yeah. but I really enjoyed the experience of watching it. Okay. Um. It weirdly, because I had just played earlier this week, I played Little Nightmares 2. Ah, uh, yes. And this movie felt like that. Like, it felt like a video game, like the kind of video game where it's like more just like an exper- a story you're experiencing, where like things are coming out at certain times and everything's like choreographed. I think that's the, that sort of style of the like one, one-er style that this is shot in really gives itself that sort of like. Yeah, choreographed like video game feeling. No, I, I don't what we mean that in a bad yeah. way. I'm just it's an interest it felt very interesting as a movie. Video games are the thing we're used to seeing nowadays where the camera doesn't cut because yes. the player needs to be able to see their yes. character, so it's gonna focus on them for a long time. Yep. So it does make sense that like although originally that probably wouldn't have been true, you know, in the Atari twenty six hundred days, no one would probably have said a, a entirely one-shot movie yeah. looks like a video game, they would say, you know, it looks like a play or something. Right. But well, nowadays, yeah. because, like, A, movies can do spectacles in oneers because they have so much more editing tech that it's plausible, and also video games now look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. And, uh, like, you know, it's funny because Birdman's the last thing we saw that was in this sort of oneer style, and it yeah. feels completely different. It really does. Like, yeah. they don't feel similar at all even though they're doing the same sort of like gimmick um which i thought was kind of interesting i think i prefer this feel of like a one or like i i feel like this because we when we when we talked about birdman we we sort of talked about the fact that like that style of the one or style didn't really like give anything it didn't really add anything to the experience i think that was my complaint i think you said it did so i think we were a little split on that but i was i was pretty firm on like i don't think this movie it makes it doesn't make sense i do think in this movie it i mean it absolutely does yes like in this movie if it didn't have that i think the movie wouldn't be very interesting i agree that this movie is the the reason for having the oneer in this movie is very like solid. It's like yes. you can see why this entire movie was conceived as a like follow a single trail through mm-hmm. World War One thing, mm-hmm. and having the camera never break mm-hmm. helps get the sense of that across in a way that cuts wouldn't probably be able yeah, to do it's... as well. Well, that's not even really true. It's just it's just a slightly different feel. It's I guess I shouldn't say they couldn't do it. I mean Lawrence of Arabia, which we just watched gets that feel of, like, I'm there with the people riding across the desert. It definitely gets it, and it gets yeah, a different way. So I, I guess I don't know that it's Lawrence true that it would isn't it, as much of, like, a war movie as this. Like, this is, like, a yeah. a war movie. This is the kind of movie, you know, in a similar way to, like, Das Boat or whatever, where you're you're thinking about, like, the, the human toll, right? Like, this is a movie that's, like, making you think very hard about, like, the human cost of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that, I think it was, like, pretty effective, and I do think the one or really helped with that like for me anyway 
where it was it was really immersive and like very disturbing a lot of the times like there was really like the imagery was just throughout like very I mean it was at times very beautiful but often like absolutely disgusting like it really felt tangible in this nice way where the dead bodies and the rats like, and yeah the, the, the rats this, the, dis- yeah, the the burning buildings and yeah the-, the way it transitioned you know didn't transition really just kind of flowed from one into the other it, it had gave you this sense of like scale and like despair that I thought was like pretty effective um well I guess I'll start with my one compliment first Uh, Which is, I really liked the use of the camera angles when shooting the Wonners to intentionally reveal things in a pleasantly dramatic way. Order. That was like the video game thing. That that was the thing that made it feel like a little nightmares or something to me. Like there was like a lot of intention behind like what was revealed and when. Yeah, and yeah. you can see this even in just the first shot. They, you know, they're lying next to a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh and well one of them's lying on the tree. And they start walking and you know, they could have turned the camera and followed them from behind and you would have seen the entire camp at the outset, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but instead they have them walk towards the camera so that individual parts of what the camp yes. is like are yep. revealed one by one. Yes, yep. Which is just this really like nice for the viewer, like they're getting this like, oh man, this is mm-hmm. like, this is another part of it and another part of it. You know, before it was talking about the scale, like it, I think this movie really yeah. gives you a really nice sense of scale. Things feel big. Yes. So I think that was a really good, and that continues like throughout it. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's a a part, for example, where the initial like one of the initial main characters gets killed, and you are looking away, just like the character is looking away. Yeah, yeah. And then you look back to see what has happened. So again, like just good framing of the shot so that what is what the people are experiencing on screen you're experiencing yes. that's another like that's different like cuz the in the first in the opening shot they're hiding things from you that the characters know and revealing them to you slowly mm-hmm. to give you an appreciation for them yeah whereas in that one they're doing the opposite they're preventing you from seeing the the things that the character cannot see yep. so that you and the character realize at the same time yep. and i felt like there was a fair bit of that going on yeah. different ways of using the camera mm-hmm. to you know, reveal things at particular times. And since this doesn't have cuts in it, like, those are the cuts, essentially. Those are the things that build the scenes, the experience in the person's mind. Yeah. And it was done well. Like, yeah. it was done well, I think. It's definitely Just objectively, I didn't like the movie, but it, that was done well. Is it kind of interesting? Because when you look back on it, it does feel like a movie made up of distinct scenes. But yeah. it's really crazy that they that there was never a cut to get to any of those scenes. Like, that's, right, right. that's really cool. Um. And, uh, well, like a video game, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, there's something... That you move continuously, you move from experience to experience yeah. that, like, the level designers set up, and this is very similar. Yeah. It's like, they basically had level designers designing yeah. parts of this thing. Yeah, but just thing, for a film that's so... That's it. that's really unusual. You don't see that. And, it's yeah. and uh, you know, I think it's a pretty massive undertaking. Uh, you know, like, you, ha- there's a lot that they had to build and plan and construct mm-hmm. in a way that... A lot of movies today don't feel as intentionally planned as this one, and so it's kind of satisfying when you when you feel a movie where it's like it was very clearly planned that everything was going to go the way it went. Yeah, I guess what I would say is I have a similar comment to Birdman, though, mm-hmm. which 
I think in general for these oneer things, I would say that I still just don't care. Like, I don't feel like this movie is actually all that materially different to me than if it just had had cuts in it. Like, it's it's a lot of extra effort for the filmmakers to make a movie in a continuous style like this, and I just don't see the the, the cost benefits not there for me. I to- I totally disagree I on this it. movie. On sure. this movie, I totally disagree. I think that it gave it such a unique feeling, and it really was immersive. Like it felt like you were just another person, kind of there with them. Um, but which, I had that same is, feeling in Das Boat, and it doesn't have oneers like that. It doesn't have a continuous oneer. So I just, I just don't buy it. Like I've seen movies that give me as good or in Das Boat significantly better visceral connection to the scenes. I just, I don't buy what this continuous oneer is doing. Like, like how is Das Boat doing it? If it's so magical with the oneers, why can I go to other movies and get it? But right? I don't think I don't, I don't know if Das Boat is quite doing the same thing as this. Like to me, Das Boat does feel like a very different experience than this movie. Not in a, not like in a better way or worse way, just like different. I mean, it feels like a different experience in the sense that it's telling different people's stories. But it's and also it's but also it's, it's got it's, that that being there was was there. But it's also more than in this movie in a, to me. Right? It's in a much smaller space, right? It's in like a very tiny, like enclosed space. This is in a a huge area. They are covering a, a, like a huge amount of distance in their in their travels, right? Like, you know, in, in Dust Boat, it's like three hours on more or less the exact same set, right? Whereas this is like, it's traveling a, a pretty big distance and you're seeing a lot of different sets and a lot of different places. I don't know, because I do think, you know, this movie is not actually that interesting in terms of like what's happening a lot of the time. Um, it's very simple, right? It's really just like yeah. almost like a road movie. It's like it's not you know, like a road movie. It is literally it's like a road yeah, movie. you know yeah. your characters have a very they've been assigned a task, which is a yep. very simple task. Go find and deliver yeah. this message. They don't and know really just, much about what they're going towards. Yeah, much it's like just a road go. Picture. It's just go, and you know, I think that's not super. That's not like all they really wanted in this movie was an experience. Yeah, like you know they weren't really interested in in a in a plot. Um, and like, I really liked the casting. I felt like of the, especially of the younger, like the, the two main guys. Cause to me, they just felt like, I mean, they were, they were unknown. So like, you didn't recognize them. Yeah. Which I think was a good choice. Yeah. Cause like I, once it, like the reveal of like Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever, I'm like, ah, cause I really I liked, wouldn't have done that either. I yeah. really liked this feeling. I think it made it feel more like you're just like at, in the war Yeah. because these just felt like young boys. Yes. Like they felt so young and sort of like innocent uh, particularly the young guy who gets killed. Um, like, I, I felt like that hit pretty hard, especially the way that they're just, like, chatting with each other. You know, they'll be walking, and then they'll just start chatting like normal guys. It felt like, I don't know, like, true in this way that was kind of nice. Like, it gave the, you know, because they're just, you know, they're following them the whole time they're walking, it's like you have these little moments where they're just being um, during this war, and, and I just thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, I mean... I guess I would say the downside of this is that it does feel a little too anonymized to me. I didn't really connect with these characters at all. And I think a lot of that is just because this is very similar to what I talked about with Master and Commander, which is that just like if mostly just what's happening is just kind of a series of events with chaos interspersed and there's no real attempt to have any sort of like constant character development... I get lost quickly, emotionally, Hmm. in a movie. And that was definitely the case here. Like, most of the shots 
I mean, they're not individual shots in a sense because they're all connected as far as the viewer can tell. But most of the of this movie, you're not really feeling a particularly large amount of like any individuality from the main character. He's just kind of there, which is probably intentional, meaning they, you know, that's sort of what they were going for. It's just like, these are just some people who had to do this thing. They're not special. That's the point. But yeah, I mean, I unfortunately, think that, yeah. the fact that I really just wasn't connected with them in a particular way meant I didn't care very much about what was going on. Hmm. And so that didn't work for me either. So not only did I not really find the events or action of the movie interesting, I also didn't care about the people at all. That's interesting. Yeah, because I definitely didn't feel that way. I do think that they're obviously not particularly fleshed out. But for me, it's like probably in this context, I wouldn't even really need to know anything about them. Just to have spent some time with them is enough to care about them. You know what I mean? It's like there's they're a little bit just like stand-ins for anybody you might know or your own like yourself, right? Like they they came across as just normal, everyday, average young men, right? And I think that was the point where it was like it's very easy to imagine anyone being these people. The thing with war is like it could so easily just have been you or someone you knew, right? It's like in and Yeah, but the job of a movie is to make it be about someone you know. So I I would say that I I super strongly disagree with that. If your movie expects the audience to connect with the characters because they are so generic that it could have been someone you know, that is a total failing of emotional development. You are supposed to feel like it's your brother in the movie, not you're supposed to imagine it could have been your brother. I guess that's I don't, that's I don't, like wickedly I, not not I, I okay for I, me. I don't think I agree with that. I think it's like I think it's totally fine if a movie is asking you to bring something to it, like in that way. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, especially with a war I d- movie. I do. In fact, I would almost wager that if I went and looked at like what the typical audience reaction to this movie was, would be like I didn't really connect like with the people because there is nothing to connect to. And I feel like that's I feel like that is a a major thing that movies have to do is for most people they're not going to be generically concerned about the plight of someone that they simply don't know at all. You might feel vaguely bad that war is going on at any given time, but you have to know someone in it before you are like viscerally like, oh my God, what's going to happen to this person? But I kind of just feel like the like the style which it's shot, like this one or style makes it feel almost like you are a character, like you are a person who's there with them. To me, it feels like more than just here's these like blank guys who are basically like characterless. Like it doesn't feel that way to me. I mean, obviously they're not well-developed characters, but it's not that there's nothing there. They do feel like more or less like normal humans. If you just dropped, if you like, if you just dropped someone right into that situation with those people, I think you found out just about as much about them as you would about anybody. Right. Like they felt fleshed out enough to feel real to me just because I didn't get like their life story or something doesn't mean that they don't feel real, right? I mean, like, uh, to me, they felt like real people in that sense, where it's like, if you drop me down in this war with those guys at that time, I think that's roughly what I would have gotten from them. Do you know what I mean? Well, sure, but then I also wouldn't have been crying about the fact that one of them got stabbed. Because I would have no idea who these people are. It's like, yeah, there's like 
10,000 people running around here and half of them are going to die. And I like can only be vaguely concerned about that fact in the like, I'm a human sense, yeah. but I'm not going to be like, oh, this particular guy got stabbed. I'm going to cry about that. That guy over there got stabbed and I'm not. It's like, no, neither of these two people am I going to lose sleep over them specifically getting stabbed yeah, in but, the middle of a war. But, and that's a problem for a movie. Maybe, but I, I think, you know, so for example, like when the when that guy gets stabbed, I do think it's like a really brutal moment, but I also kind of agree. It's like you're not you're not like sobbing because you're super attached to this guy, but you are feeling quite a bit. At least I was of just like I I think it gives you that that feeling of like death in war, which is like it happens so fast and it can happen at any time to anyone. Right. And I think that that part of the movie for me was less about like, oh, crying because I care so much about this guy. It was more about like the war doesn't care who you are or what you're doing or how, I mean, he was, he was showing like mercy to this guy and he, you know, that was a big mistake, right? It was, it was about showing the brutality of it. And I I found it, I found it quite affecting, not in a sad, not in the like crying, I'm sad way, but, but in the, in the like, oh, death, death is scary and can happen at any moment easily to anyone. Like that's, that I felt, do you know what I mean? I mean, I guess, we can talk about why those scenes didn't work for me because there's a separate reason that a lot of that stuff didn't work. Basically, like, I actually thought the movie was okay up to that part with the barn. Okay. And from the barn part on, I was, like, very not... I strongly disliked the film from, like, then on, basically. Mm, okay. I kind of agree with you. I okay. do think that first, the first part, especially with the trenches... Was, was really quite and excellent. going into the German camp. The thing I liked about up to that point, too, is that the soldiers, like the two main characters, felt somewhat competent. Like they were being careful. They were like, they even noticed the tripwire before hitting it, right? And they were like moving through the thing as if your life depended on it, which it did, right? Mm-hmm. Once they get to the farm, it's like, okay, you know, what do we know about airplanes? Well, they're basically people flying around holding guns that shoot at each other in World War One. There's very little, like, it's not like they have missiles on them like today and they launch at each other. No. They're like, you're fully armed people in a cockpit. I mean, even today, I, I believe all pilots would be carrying a sidearm anyway. But a plane comes down near you. The first thing I'm thinking is you. there's no way you run towards a plane with a live pilot in it the guy could shoot you on approach i'm like what are these people doing have they never been like i've never even been in war and i would be approaching with both guns drawn and the first sign that someone moves i'm shooting them right like that is a very dangerous situation and they just run up to the guy they're lucky that even worked of course you got stabbed they didn't take his knife away they didn't bind his arms what are they doing the guy goes to get water water is not a life-saving thing like this was just, at that point, I was like, how are these guys going to survive more than 10 seconds? I mean, they should be dead already. I don't know how they're still alive. And so at that point from then on, it was also like just this weird, like, ridiculous thing. It, it was just so strange. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe like it was just supposed to be, yeah, these people don't really know what they're doing. Well, I think that's But definitely... that's not very satisfying to, to watch, you know, an hour of stuff. Like, dude... Dude is literally the armed guy in, like, a stealth scenario, and he's just, like, 
walking around and then running away from people who he had sights on first. I'm like, you know, I guess it, they didn't have PUBG back then, but the con- the whole movie, I'm going like, don't don't come up in the same position that you just came up I think, in. But I, what I, are you doing? But I mean, I think you are you're kind of assuming that this these these like young guys are going to probably be a lot. <laughs> Like, these are not, like, Navy SEALs or something. They're just, like, 18-year-old guys from England. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're... they're... I'm just saying this is what's going through my head, so it's impossible for me to, like, really get into the movie. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, these are not, this is not that kind of, you know, these are not, like, these, like, strategic military guys, like, hardened guys who've... Well, I'm not expecting them to be because I don't know any of that stuff. I'm sure if a Navy SEAL was going through here... It would, I mean, I have no idea what they're doing. They're probably doing all this crazy stuff. I'm just talking about basic stuff. Like if someone's shooting at you, why would you stay in the same place all the time? It doesn't make any sense. Or if you're the guy with the gun drawn, why do you like put it down and run away and let someone start shooting at you? I mean, even panicked, I would just pull the trigger. But I mean, I think, I I don't know, man. It's really strange. I don't, I, I think that's like making a lot of assumptions about what is... It's not making assumptions. And I mean, the other thing it's is just what guy, happened when I'm other, watching the movie. The, it's also worth noting that the, the one guy, the, the, the guy who was left, ends up with like a pretty major head injury that he spends the rest of the movie just like having. Like, I mean, do we even know that he's like, I mean, he's probably pretty severely concussed. Like, do we know how how we got the head injury because he literally walked straight through a door where he knows there's an armed guy on the other side? What did he think was going to happen? I, I that part was purely bizarre. This dude has grenades and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to go walk into the room with the guy who was shooting at me with no plan. Like, I would be too scared to do that, let alone think that was the best plan if I was rational. It just seemed like the guy was just wanted to walk into a bullet, which maybe he did, but it's just, it's frustrating to watch this guy basically just ask to be shot for 45 minutes it's just nuts. Even just like, I just wanted to see him even be a little more scared of getting shot, which apparently he wasn't. It was just very strange. He didn't, he seemed to be in a weird in-between between being terrified, which is what I would have expected, or being very competent, which I wouldn't have expected, but okay. And he was in this weird I thing think kind of where numb. he was neither. Yeah, I mean, I, to, I guess I don't know. I, I mean. Incompetent, but not scared, I guess is where he was somehow. Which maybe happens in war, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I think it's really hard for me to know at all what what that would actually, like what kind of decisions you would end up making and what kind of headspace you would be in. I, I really don't know. I do the fa- yeah. Like in a situation like that, do I think I would make a rational decision? Like no, definitely not. I, and, and again, I wasn't expecting him to make a rational decision. I was just, and but all of this aside, I'm just telling you that's what's going on in my head mm-hmm. because I'm just like, what is happening here? The problem with it is not so much that I find it implausible because I don't know what's plausible in World War I. I have no idea, right? Maybe exactly this thing, literally the entire thing happened in order in World War I somewhere. That could be true. The problem is I don't like watching it. Like I don't want to watch an hour of someone doing really stupid stuff. It's just frustrating. It might be true, but there's a lot of true things that are frustrating. Like, I don't want to go watch someone fail a math test for five hours. I just don't want to watch it. It happens every day. There's someone failing a math test right now. I'm not going to make a movie about it. I, I didn't have that problem you're having. Like, even though, like, there's there's definitely times in this movie that feel a little bit, like, preposterous. Like, 
Like, the th- you know, the airplane happens to crash right into the barn where they are and, like, stuff like that where you're yeah. like, okay, the fact that – but but I'm just like, I, yeah, I mean, whatever, I because I can buy – like, yeah. crazy stuff happens. Like, crazy stuff happens in war. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find any of it preposterous. In other words, I didn't find any of it to be like, I don't believe this could happen. I can believe every individual incident happened, but to have them all happen to, like, one okay, guy yeah, sure. feels a little bit preposterous to me. But at the same time, I just didn't really care because, like – They're trying to get it all into and, one and, movie, And you know? visually, I thought this movie was just really well shot. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break with you there, too. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't like Roger Deakins' cinematography pretty much ever. It's always fine, meaning it doesn't, like, get in the way of a movie. It's not, like, actively bad or something. But I never feel like it creates particularly compelling compositions for me. It's always a little bit bland where I'm just kind of not that invested in the imagery. And I felt that way through most of this movie. I was like, it's fine. I'm totally – the shots are clear. They're they're quite drab – and they're not particularly interesting composition-wise, and that's all I have to say about it. I guess I kind of—I mean, I I agree with you that it's like so. Having watched Lawrence last week, like this movie doesn't have the thing that Lawrence has, which is like every frame you you could pull out any frame and it's like composed beautifully and it yes. could hang it on a wall. This movie right. definitely doesn't have that, right. but I do think it's it's doing some really nice things. Um, and to some degree, I don't know that it could do quite that no, because no. since it's a entire one yeah, yeah. you you can't really frame yeah. it well, quite think, that way probably, I think the but. things that it that the filmmaking is doing really well is the immersiveness I think it's <clears throat> it feels like tangible like it's disgusting it's dirty it feels like you're there with them there's a nice attention to detail in the sets in mm-hmm. the cloth in the clothing and the costumes yeah, and sure. the makeup all of that feels really good and I think the the you know like you were talking about before like some of the camera work um, even just, you know, something like the shot of the plane, like when it goes down uh, below below the sort of crest of the hill and then pops back up, like that feels like a cool moment, right? Like um, there's a lot of moments like that in this movie where things pop out or, you know, like there's reveals, like reveals that, you know, clever reveals of things that feels really satisfying uh, to watch. At least it did to me. So... Um trying to think what else I have to say. I don't really have that much to say. Well, yeah, because there's, there's basically the no plot. But I can <laughs> tell you what I don't like about the screenwriting separately. So, again, for me, I don't really... if I don't think movies that are selected, what I would say, an arbitrary life experience, to me is not really a movie I ever want to see. This is why I don't care about Roma at all, as we've talked about, whereas things like that, you're okay with. So a a movie like this, to me, if there's going to be some interest in it, there has to be some dynamism somewhere. It can't just be a bunch of stuff happens to somebody at the end, right? So for me, a movie can't just be like, here is a random slice of life from somebody who does nothing in particular happens to them other than a random series of events, the end, right? Which is what this movie is. The reason I don't like that is to me that's not really a story. A story is there's a particular reason why this person and these events are special to me. Like like there's a reason I wanted to tell you about this because I think there's something important or interesting here, right? 
And so to me, like, I need more than here's a series of things that could have happened in World War I or that did happen in World War I, but we strung them together to make, you know, a, a single thing. Examples of what would have worked for me in the movie. So let's suppose, for example, we wanted the, the beginning and the end of the movie to connect in some way. So let's say that we change what happens to the movie a little bit. They get to the farm. They look up and they see the dogfight. And they, they're like, instead of saying what happened to the dogfight, they're like, I don't know. Like, we can't tell who got shot. And the plane comes over the thing and crashes and is on fire, whatever. And they, they're just freak out, kind of like what I was saying I would do. And they just fire at the, the plane. Just like they both just unload on it because they're freaked out. Then they walk up. Turns out it was a British plane and they killed the soldier inside, right? Now it's like the end where the guy doesn't want to fire on anybody. I can see a connection between these events. Like, oh, he was – he did something – out of fear before and now he's like it switched around in his head and he's like he's afraid he's going to kill a friend in battle now and maybe he has to make a choice about that like maybe he at some point doesn't know who someone is and has to decide whether to shoot them or not just anything that gives me a story would have made this movie 10 times better because then I could connect with what is happening in these characters' heads in a way that means something to me as opposed to just me watching them do war stuff which again, I don't know how plausible this is, but I don't care. Like, I'm just like, all right, this is just people doing some war stuff. And then it was over. Yeah. I and mean, then I- furthermore, the guy was so frustrating. Like I said, I hated all of the combat scenes because I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Why is he doing that? And then he knows that like the most important thing for him is to get a message to this like group of like troops or whatever because they're about to get killed. And the dude spends the better part of 10 minutes hanging out with a baby in like a basement. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, this guy is the worst soldier. Like you, you're all of your troops are about to die and you're worried about one singular baby. It was just maddening. Well, I mean, he spent, I was so he spent about frustrated. five minutes with the baby and like it was not like he was there very but long. But this is a compressed scale movie, right? Like the entire experience only takes two hours. So he's spending a significant what feels to you like the same amount of time as everything that happened at the barn is waiting in a basement. Yeah. Like, dude, I was freaking out. I'm like, how are you not? I'm just, uh, so the the movie was, the main emotion I got for this movie was frustration with this dude. And not to mention the fact that I had a broader frustration, which was, I was like, if 16,000 British officers are about to get slaughtered and your plan as the general. It was 1,600. Sorry, 1,600. Either way, Mm -hmm. it's it's over a thousand people. It's a huge number of people Mm -hmm. whose lives are at stake. Not to mention that's a war problem because losing a thousand troops is not like, oh, well, fine, we'll just go get a thousand more, right? That's not how that works. They sent two guys. How about you send 50? Send send several pairs of dudes carrying the same message so that if these two get shot, which they probably will, the message still gets through. How about sending an airplane? How about having carrier pigeons? Do something. This guy's like, well, I sent two guys. Now we'll just sit here in the trench for a little longer. 
God damn it, British, you deserve to lose this war at this point. If this is your plan, thank God the Americans show up. Maybe they know how to like send more than one guy with a message that 1,600 people are about to die. Insane. So the whole movie's premise to begin with was incredibly frustrating. I'm like, were British officers that dumb? Maybe they were. But if they are, then basically I'm watching the here's why the British sucked at World War I movie, apparently. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, none of that stuff mattered to me because it's not what the movie's trying to be. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, but it's... The movie's it's, not about, like... That's just my emotion when watching it. No, no, I get it. The emotion it, I get they it. gave me was incredible frustration I get it, but with I, it's this just like, effort. No, totally. But yeah, for me, it's just like, I clearly don't need... I don't really need a story Yeah. if the experience is good. And uh, I thought, in general, the experience was good. Like, I was immersed in the movie from start to finish. I just didn't think about... Like, the things you're mentioning are things I never thought about, ever. That's fair. Like, so, but, so while I, like, kind of... I can see with some what you're saying with some of the stuff. Like, oh, how the guys are not, like, well-developed. They don't really feel like full characters yeah. or something. Um, as I said before, that doesn't bother me. And to me, the, 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 the choices that the guy makes at any stage feel, like, totally plausible... There's no really obvious answer about what you're supposed to do in any of these, like, crazy wartime scenarios where you're, like, in these ruins surrounded by, like, enemies and, and on your own. Like, there's no, there's no like, answers to, like, what the right thing to do is. And so I never found any of his choices to be particularly, like, irrational because I don't think that there's, like, a right choice to make in any of these situations. I would agree And, like, with I that. understand, and I also understand, like, I understand why he would spend some time you know, hiding with this, you know, with the, the the woman and the baby. Like, first of all, he had a pretty bad head injury and uh, and he's exhausted. And, uh, you know, and I think any human being would would have a hard time stepping back out into that war from the, you know, the, the sort of like warmth, literal warmth, too. I mean, the, the scene is like warm. There's like a fire yeah. and it's like it's warmly lit, whereas a lot of the other scenes, it's very like cool and, and gross. Right. So like. I think you can totally understand on a human level why someone would 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 stay there, right? It's not just like I'm this robotic person who follows my orders. I'm a military thing. Like that's not that's not a very human way to be, especially if you're just a guy from England. So I don't know. I I didn't find any of that to be like frustrating or irrational because to me it just felt like it felt pretty natural. I don't think it felt irrational, but it definitely felt frustrating, especially because like just self preservation alone. It just didn't make sense to me. I guess maybe, like I said, the the only thing I could really think of most of the time is this guy doesn't fear for his own life to the same degree that, like, I do, right? Like, the, the you know, I, I think I, that which is part of the problem. Like, in that, like, yeah. I am a shoot first, ask questions later, well, and work kind of a guy. I am not going to rescue a pilot from a plane if I think there's any chance that he might try to well, hurt me. This I am just opening fire, right? And so it's it might be very rational in that, oh, people in general are much more reticent to shoot than you are, <laughs> Casey, which is fine. But again, watching a movie about that, I just feel incredibly frustrated because I'm like, why are you doing that? Like the yeah. whole time. I do think there's like, in general too with this character, like they did mention early on, like, you know, the 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 guy who ends up dying early is, because he's talking about his ribbon because he was at the, uh, the Battle of yeah, the Somme, yeah. which is like the worst battle in world war one basically yeah and so like we kind of get the sense that this guy has like been through some stuff yeah and is probably pretty traumatized and you do get this feeling throughout the movie that he's kind of like numb yeah and uh which i I think i think is pretty probably pretty accurate to someone who's seen like just some horrific stuff i mean and we're getting like a tiny taste 
yeah. of of the horrific stuff. But like, but of course, we didn't see that in the movie. So again, it's hard to relate to. Like, it, I just don't like it when I'm expected to fill in everything for the movie, which is what this is asking me to do. It's asking me to fill in why this guy doesn't shoot at people. It's asking me to fi- fill in why he is the way he is. It's asking me to fill all that in, and it's like, well, I could, but I just. What, I'm not, then, then I'm the writer all of a sudden, I don't know and I just if don't. It's asking you to fill that, that stuff right? in. I don't know if that's like an accurate way to say it. I mean, I think well, it's just asking these you to accept then? it. I like, guess it's asking you to accept that that things are happening the way they are. But but that's not true. Like again, I don't think any. Like I said, implausible is not the word for anything in this movie. I don't find any of it implausible, uninteresting, or frustrating. Why do I care what happens at this barn? If you won't tell me anything about the characters and you won't give me any reason for why they behave the way they do, why do I care who gets stabbed or who doesn't or who gets shot or who's on fire or who gets crushed? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've talked about this before in the movie club. I guess it was in probably on Master Commander. It was on so, Master Commander, yeah. Um, but where it's like I'm much more likely to care about someone just based on the fact that they are human and exist whereas yes. you are just like I need a reason to care about humans I guess yes. <laughs> so that's just a difference I guess yeah absolutely um absolutely. whereas like I I am empathetic toward these guys because they are humans in a war like yeah. that's all that really I need to be empathetic right um yeah and I think this movie gives you more than just that about these guys it gives you more than just here's some humans yeah. in a war it ge- like they they do feel like plausibly like actual young men i think the thing i liked the person i liked by far the most in this movie like by far to the point where i was like if the whole movie had been more like this i probably would really like it was at the beginning they get to the end of the trench and there's a guy who's like in charge of that end of the trench i think it's andrew scott that actor i don't uh, know the guy who plays like moriarty in the, the i don't I, in the benedict cumberbatch i haven't seen stuff. those the guy was like like rolling his eyes, that guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's character was so good that I was like, the instant he was out of the movie, I was like, damn. <laughs> because he seemed like I could totally understand where he was coming from. And there was a lot of dialogue that helped establish who he was. Like he goes like, hey, what day is today? And they're like, it's Friday. And they're like, oh, man, like we were way off. Right. And he was like, this idiot over here thought it was Tuesday. Right. <laughs> and he, like, they're like, we're going to go out there. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> he's like, do me a favor. And like, after you get shot, throw the flare gun back because I don't have a lot of them. Right. Um, and that dude was just so interesting as like, okay, this is a great response to war. It's, it's unique and interesting. This dude's just like, completely checked out. He's like, we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. And all of these people are stupid, which by the way is exactly how I'm feeling when I'm watching this movie <laughs> is we're all going to die and these people are stupid. Uh, and so I really connected with mm-hmm. that character. Fortunately, he had, you know, all of five minutes of screen time. But for that five minutes, I enjoyed the film. Is This movie was kind of funny in that it 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 follows two nobodies, like actors-wise, which I, as I said before, I really like. I like the casting of of nobodies. Like I well, like and that guy was a nobody to me. So well, that okay, helped. but he's not really. So like throughout, they encounter a bunch of like non nobodies. There's like Mark mm-hmm. Strong and like Benedict Cumberbatch, and I think Colin Firth. I do wish they maybe hadn't done that. Um, I agree. I don't think you want stars in especially this, especially somebody like Benedict Cumberbatch who has such a distinctive, weird face. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like. I much prefer, I think the feel of like 
just these everyday like looking kind of guys I agree makes it feel so authentic I to agree. suddenly have like an actor an actor actor like a famous actor in someone it, you recognize is really the thing it kind of pulls you completely out of that like because this movie has the like what's strongest about it is the immersiveness right and so the anything that like breaks up that immersiveness is a problem and I and I do think when you see an actor who either has like maybe you don't recognize him you know, like somebody like Mark Strong or whatever, it's like you might not recognize him, you may not be familiar with him, but he has like too much of like a presence. Right. Um, they, where he's like too, too strong a voice, yeah. too, where it just kind of feels a little bit too something. Do you know what I mean? Not, not, it, like it kind of. I don't know of who's pulled, Mark Strong, by the way. He's just another famous actor. He's like, he right. plays the guy. So when they're, they join up with the, the Is trucks. He the, the commander of that? Thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And yeah. he just, he's kind of like too handsome yeah. and like too strong a voice, too strong a presence. Like, I can sort of see why they, so I get probably why they were doing that mm-hmm. because in Britain at that era, if I'm not mistaken, like, High officers are like royal. They're they're like upper class. They're upper class people, right? So they were maybe trying to do that. Like, oh, there's right. the lower totally, class people totally. who you know have no idea they are, and there's the upper class people who you know are there. That's the Duke of Blah, or that's Lord Grantham, you right? You could have you still could have cast you could have cast more unrecognizable actors who still did those accents and still had the that presence without maybe being like visually recognizable. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with your take on it at all. I think yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm just saying I could see what someone might have been trying to do there. They're like, by casting recognizable mm. people in these roles, we're trying to, in the audience, create this dichotomy between people you know with a name and who you mm. heard of mm-hmm. and nobodies. That's an right? interesting idea. I'm assuming that wasn't I don't probably, think it worked, but... I also don't you know, know that that was the intention. I think it was more just like, well... We don't. We can't have the famous people in here shooting the whole thing, but they can. They'll drop in and do like a short scene. Okay. I'm assuming the shooting of this was probably because of the style, pretty like pretty grueling and intense, and yeah. like so they'll get the famous people to like drop in and do one shot, one sh- section of yeah. it. You know, I don't know. I, I'm guessing the casting of unknowns for the main two w- was important. Like I, I'm sure that was intentional. They're like, we want these to just feel like average guys because we want that to f- that to come through and i think that definitely came through but yeah i just didn't i didn't like how it, it pulled you out of it and and cumberbatch was the worst by far i think everybody else i could i could like let it slide but really cumberbatch was just like too much for me because um, he's so recognizable he's right? too yeah. recognizable he's just too recognizable um and yeah i mean i i agree with you uh in terms of what actually happened i was just trying to say like i could see why someone had thought yeah that was a good idea right. i don't think it was mm-hmm. a good idea but i can sort of get it like mm-hmm. all right maybe that would have worked it didn't mm-hmm. but you know i can see someone thinking it would have or maybe it would have worked had been done slightly differently mm-hmm. i don't know but as it was I totally agree that especially the Cumberbatch one, but mostly for me that's just because I don't know those other actors. So the Cumberbatch one felt that way because he's the one guy I did know who they were. I didn't know well, and, anyone and else. And he was. is a lo- he is like quite a bit more famous. Like he's a level up famous. I mean Colin Firth is obviously really famous, but I think he was famous like 20 years ago and so like now he just looks a bit different and like he doesn't quite you don't quite have that same like immediate recognition right. thing going on. With the Cumberbatch, you kn- like, you always know when you've been batched. Yeah, well he's and he's obviously having like a huge moment in his career right now where he's in like everything and he's Correct. just very he's famous Strange and, I, and all this. Exactly, and I just think it's like a little too much too much whereas yeah. probably everyone else if it had been the same maybe it would be fine but i do think it was the, the batch the batch was really just threw me out fair enough um 
the thing I would would bring up, uh, I didn't like the movie. Got through the whole movie, and at the end of the movie, like a slap <laughs> in the face. I know this is gonna be. I know this is gonna be singing in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every damn time we have one of these war movies, someone's got to sing. Why are you? You're so weird about this singing thing. Every it's just it's like it's fine. It's not fine, and that scene was super long and boring. Like he stumbles into this camp, and we listen to this dude singing for a long time. Really annoying. I kind of I liked it. I liked the um I liked that it was like this moment of beauty and and quiet before like the chaos and the the, the war. You know what I mean? I think that it I think that that's what it was sort of about is like you know these soldiers sort of I think lose a sense of of like beauty. I mean I think you get that even a little bit with the the first scene and the last scene where they're you know the tree and the field and stuff. It's like for these guys, it's like they can't find that anymore where right, they are. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's these like little things that these little moments where they can maybe get a glimpse of. And I think that that happened, too, with the baby and the the, the woman in that the hidey hole. Right. It's like for brief moments, they can sort of get these glimpses of beauty. I think in, in context of like war, moments like that are are can be pretty powerful. I think it could be powerful if you yourself had been in that situation. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But I feel like you. This movie but almost makes it feel like you have been, like you've been it through. It did not. The- That's what I'm saying. Like singing to me in a movie is the furthest thing from experiencing a moment of beauty as I could possibly imagine. So it's the exact opposite for me. Like it was not like a beautiful shot of like sunlight coming through the trees or something that is something I could have related to would feel beautiful to me. It's like a dude singing, which annoys the crap out of me. So that was like the again the opposite of. Whatever the movie was trying to have happen, the opposite was happening to me. I was just annoyed, actively annoyed. Hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, great, I'm going to have to charge to my death in about 10 minutes. And the last thing I'm going to remember having happened to me was listening to some dude sing in a forest. I'm like, you know, does God have no mercy is kind of what I'm thinking in my head. What is, oh my God. Um, See, I, I obviously had a, a very, very different reaction to that. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. I thought it was very yeah. like, I mean, it, I thought it was sort of what I was just describing. So you, you, you bring a lot of weird baggage to stuff when it comes to singing. I do. I, I, I freely admit that that one's my fault. Like that's you bringing something to the movie that isn't in the movie for sure. Absolutely, because all movies, it's bad in all movies. Well, I, I, right? So that's definitely me. Do you understand what it is? Like, why you have this thing? Like, what? Why? Why do you hate singing so much? It just sounds lousy. Like to me, like I don't know if there's going to be singing, it has to be good. And <laughs> the point in but I movie, thought it was good. No, it absolutely wasn't good. I mean, so what? Uh, Male solo singer is not a genre for a reason. You literally, if you went on to, you know, the Billboard Top 100 for the past infinite years, an unaccompanied solo male vocalist would appear zero times because it's not good. No one wants to hear that. It's always accompanied by at least music if there's a solo male vocalist. You, you'd always have music. I, this right? is, I, it doesn't work that, alone. That's not true, man. It doesn't exist in the world for a reason. But it does exist in the world. Where, Where is the time when someone was like, this sounded best when it's just a guy singing by themselves? But that's what would be happening in this situation. There were tons of, like, I agree. This was a huge it's part. just not good. 
right? You're such a weirdo, man. You were asking me what I don't like about singing in a movie. And and separate that. But what from, is it? It's not good. Is like such a subjective like. Yes, thing. this is a subjective evaluation. I don't want to <sighs> hear that. It's why when I listen to music, I don't put on a collection of solo male vocalists singing songs in complete silence by themselves. The anthology. The reason I don't listen to that is because it doesn't sound very good. It's just not very good. I don't like it. There, there, you know, there's a reason acapella bands are usually not very good and not famous. The most common thing is musical accompaniment. Why? That's just what sounds good. I mean, uh, sure, but I think, you know, in this context, I and, it, you know, he had a very nice voice. He was singing, like, sort of this, like, English folk tune kind of thing, which has a very yeah. nice sound to it. Like, I like that kind of yeah. songs and, the, the, you know... Well, movie club uh, members maybe can give us a sort of a, a collective opinion here. Yeah. That particular moment, beautiful or annoying? Uh, and I mean, I think... That's the question. Let me also just say, like, I don't want to overstate how beautiful I thought it was or something. Like, I wasn't, like, weeping at the end of it or something. It's not like that, but... Right. But I thought it was well, a nice... Well, that also ni- wasn't the end. But, but I yeah. thought it was a nice moment, and I thought it was, like, effective at what it was trying to do, which is, that, like, this, you know, after everything this guy has been through, you know... He's now found he's now he's now where he's supposed to be. He's found the, the the men he's been looking for. And so there's this moment of like relief and just peace and quiet and beauty after everything, all the craziness he just went through. I think it's effective. All right. Um, but uh, beyond that, like, honestly, there's not I don't have a ton to say about this movie just because there's basically nothing to talk about with the plot or the right. story because it's not right. there's not really one, which is no. I'm, I'm fine with. And, and I think, you know, the visual you know the sensory sort of experience is uh i think is quite good it's a immersive well shot movie you know it's not like does, didn't blow my mind or anything but i really enjoyed watching it i i thought the wonder mm. style was uh it was a cool use of that style it movie felt really unique because of it mm. um i mean as i said before it has that sort of like weird video game feel which i've never seen in a movie before right right um which i thought was pretty unique and interesting and i liked it i liked watching it you know all right so that's my that's my like summary review, I guess. Summary review. Well, I I don't have really anything to add that I haven't already said. Yeah. I didn't care for the movie mostly just because I didn't feel like there was much in the movie for me. Um, so it was just kind of two hours of stuff that I wasn't interested in. Don't think it was implausible. I know that, like you said, I think you said this before we watched it, that I guess some common complaints people had with the movie is just that like it's implausible that all these things would happen. Right, right. I... I guess I do agree with that, but I didn't, that didn't really bother me that much because I just kind of was like, well, they're stringing together a series of events because they wanted to do this Wonder style. So they didn't want to have big time gaps between each of the things, mm-hmm. which would have made it feel more plausible. Like, oh, we had the experience at a barn, and then a week later we had the experience right, at a right, trench. Right, yeah. Would have felt more plausible. I get that they want to do the Wonder thing, so they were alighting that for, you know... Well, and you also, you know, it's a movie. Like, you need to have interesting stuff happen. Like, right, it could have been just, like, one interesting thing and then two hours of walking through a field. Exactly, but no one's going to watch that. Right. Like. Uh, so, so I totally get why they did that, and I actually didn't have a problem with implausibility. I, I didn't... And maybe that's because I don't know enough about war, but I just didn't feel it was implausible. It was just frustrating. That was all. I was frustrated with the main character the whole time, and because I didn't care about him, I couldn't get past that frustration. So I'd say that that was mostly the problem for me, not that I felt like anything that happened to him was, like, not believable. Like, 
yes, that all of them would happen in, within that uh, maybe short a time span is maybe a little unbelievable, but all of the events themselves felt pretty believable to me. And I was never sitting there going, oh, that would never happen. Like they all, it felt pretty, I mean, it could uh, right? Yeah, I mean, who's to say in war, you know, I'm sure. I, I mean, at some point, a plane gets shot down and comes at some people. I mean, that's got to have happened many times in war. I mm-hmm. mean, planes are getting shot down all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, you know, that stuff to me didn't didn't really bother me. And, you know, maybe things like getting sucked down the river and falling off the waterfall, mm-hmm. maybe maybe something like that's implausible. But again, I don't really know. So, so I, I didn't, you know, it, it wasn't like one of these things. Well, in, as I said before, I think it's more just that, like, it's all, they're all stacked on top of each other rather yeah. than just being, because any, as I said before, any one individual event you can totally buy happened yeah. to have them all happen in this like condensed way. Yeah. It feels a little implausible, but one, it didn't bother me either. Yeah. It didn't bother me. And also I'm not even willing to say that it is implausible because again, I don't know. I mean, one of the things to remember about war is there's like hundreds of thousands, millions, sometimes tens of millions of people involved in a war. So things that would be incredibly improbable, mm-hmm. like one person going from scene to scene to scene of ridiculous stuff happening. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a one in 10 million chance. There are 10 million people. Sure. <laughs> so so one of them may have just had the bad luck uh, or good fortune, depending on what the events are of going through some series of very implausible events. Mm-hmm. So at that point too, and, and the movie is just picking the one guy who that weird string of events happened to. So I'm also not that concerned with that. Um, so yeah, weirdly enough, I really don't have any complaints about the movie in an implausible sense at all. I thought, I was like, mm-hmm. I could buy this. I just didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I didn't care about watching that series of events unfold to that person because I was just mostly frustrated with him and that was it. I, I I don't think it was a unlikely series of events that I couldn't buy. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's not what I was having trouble with mm-hmm. anyway for me. All right. Well, oh. I don't know. One more complaint I oh, have. Oh, of course. They had full rations. Mm-hmm. Never ate once. That felt inc- – that was the one thing that I, I wrote down, I forgot to mention, that did feel implausible to me. I felt like you're doing that much work. You need calories. Mm-hmm. He would have eaten at mm-hmm. least once. Um, and I it, kind of thought until he pulled all the cans of food out with the lady, I thought he just didn't have enough food. They gave it to him at the beginning. We yeah. saw him get the rations. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they didn't eat when they set out. They didn't eat at the barn. They didn't eat after his injury. He didn't eat. He didn't even eat when he took them out and gave them to the lady. He didn't even eat one of them. It, so irresponsible. Like you need the blood sugar. I, he probably would have just passed out. Well, I also think there's it's like... It's not plausible. You know, so that part was implausible, and I, think I the other night You would have eaten. I think there's also a nice humanizing... Like this movie is the kind of movie that would like watch its characters eat, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a humanizing kind of quiet moment. Yeah. So it could have easily fit into this movie. Um. So I don't know. Again, that part did seem a little impossible. Everything else, very plausible. All right. Well... Is there anything else? I guess that's it. That's it. That's uh, that's 1917, everybody. And now here's Anna Repberg to sing us out. No. No, not not doing that. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, so we'll be back here next week with uh, Paths of Glory. Which I have never seen either. I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of it. Never seen the whole thing. So. Who is this directed by? Stanley Kubrick. Oh, well, this will be very Black interesting. Black and white. Really old. Uh, it's like Kirk Douglas. and. Oh, my. Yeah, Okay, yeah, well, that's. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I have no idea what I will think of yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's going right. to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So, All right, uh, very exciting. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye.